0: Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. I'm Beatrice Murad, and today I'm joined by Michelle Anderer. Hello. And April Collins. Hi there. Today we will be discussing the 10th episode of Fruits Basket. It's Valentine's, after all. Warning, spoilers for everything that has aired up to this point. Some of us have read the manga, some of us have already seen the two early two thousands version of the anime, but we won't be spoiling anything beyond episode ten. Um, you can find out more about this podcast at overlyanimated.com. You can subscribe to us on iTunes at overlyanimated.com slash iTunes on Spotify or on YouTube at youtube.com slash overly animated. All right. Tell me, what are your thoughts with this episode? This, this was – a lot happened with, in this episode. So just <laughs> yeah. keep the gen- – we'll talk about those things. So try and keep the general thoughts brief because we're – I know it's so – I, I want to say all the important things immediately, but we'll get to them. Just brief general thoughts, April.
1: So this episode – there was a lot that happened in the episode um, and – like, not in, like, the bad way, which is good, um, because I felt like it was all, like, really relevant things, and I enjoy every single episode, so I can never complain whenever an episode, like, g- feels longer than it is, just... Um, d- Super general thoughts. Um, Hanajima is the best. She's so good. <laughs> she continues she keeps being the best. She yeah. She just continues to be the best. And Toru is still as precious and as innocent as always. And I love her. Um, there's a lot of other things that I definitely want to talk to about, like all of the stuff with Shigure and like his whole conversation with Hatori and just like all of the Kyo stuff. Like wow. Like what? What are we? doing i just want to know like, <laughs> what is
0: happening what is going on yeah
1: and like the, just so much and then like we also also i will say like it's kind of nice to kind of, to um even though i may not necessarily be happy about it i'm glad that we've kind of gotten a lot of shigure this episode yes. because we've definitely been missing like his whole part of it um but again like i'm not necessarily happy about it uh, so, but yeah, like this episode was just like a lot. There's a lot going on. So, yeah, yeah,
0: I I don't know if we got. I mean, we got something of it, but I mean, it's still like the. It's still very little. I feel. Um, I feel like we got a lot too, but we'll talk about. Okay, it. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about it. yeah, 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 yeah. Michelle, tell me, what
2: are your general thoughts? Uh, this episode didn't go at all the way I expected. I thought it was gonna be a very fluffy, like, oh Valentine's Day Hi, Jinx. <laughs> Are all the girls gonna try to hug the boys and they have to like run away? And like very little of that happened. But oh, I man. mean, I was also worried, like, oh, is Kakura gonna like beat up Kyogen? But like I think this was the perfect amount of Kakura. Like, she was definitely holding back a little. And now I like her so much more because of it. Like, I'm very much on her side now. Uh, I really, I feel like this, we definitely needed this episode for a couple of reasons. I was also like, man, we're going to talk about Kyo too, but like, it's, it's real hard to, like, I'm still Team Yuki, but I will say this, this episode <laughs> gave you a lot to think about for the Team Kyo side. So they just got, they, they're repping both for, for the foreseeable future. Indeed, I, mean, I, I, I like this episode, a lot happened. I mean... Yeah, a lot of plot stuff. I just like. I wish this is one of those shows where I kind of do wish that we could just binge it because there's like obviously so much we don't know, and it hurts because I want to know everything right now. Yeah,
0: Yeah. I mean, you could just read the manga. (laughs) Yeah, you could binge. I'm not the. I'm not saying I don't encourage it. I'm kind of loving this kind of weekly kind of thing because we. I am so used to binging things nowadays, so it's kind of like oh, Thanks,
1: Netflix. Yeah, thanks Netflix.
0: (laughs) But now it's like – but no, no, it's it's kind of nice that I'm like le- – I like having it – letting it simmer a bit and being like, ooh, but what does this mean? And What could this – I like the theorizing and I don't feel like we get that with binging. Um, yes. I
1: but, like it yeah. too. Plus, it, it, like the first time I watch things, this might be like totally – like I might interpret things totally different from the second time or third time that I watch oh. it or something like that and like – Whenever you binge it, you don't necessarily get an opportunity to like properly process or things like that.
0: Totally, totally. Um, But yeah, I am going to agree that Hanajima continues to be the greatest character in this world. Uh, And also, (laughs) also, who is Shiraki Sensei? Like, where were you? Yeah, she's so cool.
2: Why have we not seen her before? She's hilarious. I love her. She's
0: got this like (laughs) beauty mark right under her eye, and I'm just like, whew, where have you been? <laughs> I, I want an entire like mini episode just with you and like getting to know your life like what are your interests like tell me everything about you oh
1: why man. are you so amazing like can we know you more like are you single what's going on girl like I mean
0: honestly like and it makes and this kind of makes it really sad just because with anime whenever I see a woman that's not a high school student I always get so excited yeah, because they, they're almost never they rarely exist so I'm just like <laughs> I want to love you you're my favorite you're my favorite now like can you please appear more can we get like a side story with you please thank you like are you like the boss in like uh um in Uo Chan's like gang, because you seem very intimidating. <laughs> like when she was like, I'm gonna dye your hair black if you yeah. even mess with me. I'm she just like very hair t- dye. I know that's hilarious. She just keeps that in her pocket. Cause she and you like, you know, and she was just like, but that's my real hair. I don't know what you want me to say. And she's just like, You're <laughs> lying. You're lying. I know you're lying. And it's just, I I love her. I love her so much. And we, I only got like a couple seconds of her, and I need more. Um, but yeah, so let's. Talk about... Let's just start with Kyo. Let's just go chronologically with the episode. So, from the beginning of this kind of first half, we get that he's not feeling great. Like, he, there's something bothering him. Um, and then in the beginning, I kind of conflated that with the his whole, like, nerve with, like, Kagura. I was like, oh! Like, that's why he's, like, so scared. Because just... Because he's just been trained to, like, fear Valentine's Day because of Kagura, that he well, inadvertently has nightmare a nightmare though. without not realizing it.
2: Yeah, I, I thought yeah. the nightmare was, like, a separate thing, and that's why he was all ticked off. No,
0: yeah, but it was yeah. me watching it the second time. I was like, no, no. Oh, it's okay. A se- yeah. That's why I was like, at first, I thought it was because of Kagura. But no, then I realized, oh, no, he's been on edge for a while. There's something bothering him. And it's not – and there – it was, like, kind of, like, a clever trick that the show did and kind of like saying you have to pay attention to notice that he's not upset because of Kagura. He's he, there's something going on, at least in the beginning with that nightmare, yeah. which we don't see. But I'm yeah. like, is that like the flashback? Is that what he was? Is that connected with the flashback that we saw very briefly? I don't know. But tell me what from what we've seen from I mean, because the Kaguna thing is like, it's fluff. It's like, okay, it's like Valentine's, whatever. But like, how has your per- perception of
2: Kyo changed? Well, I mean, I think um, me and April kind of talked about this, maybe the the second episode of the show, just like uh, cause, <laughs> Kyo's personality feels so different now. And I think that's just like, in part, the show team trying a lot harder to appeal to his like his struggle side as opposed to him being like more cocky or abrasive or annoying and i think this was like a really good reminder episode of that because yeah like he's he's really he's really spooked by something i think that's the first time we've like had kind of a cold open with something that's kind of scary uh like we've had scary moments before in episodes but i feel like that just already set the tone for a, a more serious type story that they wanted to tell with kyo and like potentially shigurei too um but that was something that struck me i feel like my perception of him's like the same but just more so because we're, we're getting the sense that he is like at, at his core a fragile boy with maybe a heart of paper that will cut if you if you are too close to it Um, and I mean, there's definitely a lot of pain there and there are things that he's legitimately terrified of and it's hard to not feel for somebody who's so scared about something that they can't even talk about or think about. Like he he kept saying, like, he can't even think about it. Um, like it hurt too much. So, I mean, it just like makes me want to give him a hug, you know, like poor boy, I just feel really bad for him and I want to know what went down, but like, it's clear he is not in a place to discuss that right now in the story
0: yeah what about you april like where where has the Um, show left you
1: um i'm
2: concerned
1: obviously i mean i'm concerned for every person of this family Yeah. but like (laughs) but um even more so with keo because again like you know like Michelle was talking about how Kyo's so different this time around than he was in the first anime and that um uh, you know like it's it's kinda like a lot of his terrors are a little bit more real. Um yeah. and we're um like it's it's being introduced sooner too. Um, I mean, not to like spoil anything. Um, but but like so here's like the introduction to because we we hear a lot about like Yuki um and like his struggles with like being the rat and all of this stuff. And really all that we've gotten a lot of in terms of like Kyo's kind of horrifying backstory is that like um he's the cat and he's not he's not allowed in. And so this kind of shed like sheds light onto Um, I guess more of that, like inner workings of what's going on for him in terms of where he lies with the Soma family. And obviously it's not, it's, it's not good. It's violent based off the flashback that we got. Yeah. And I think something else that's really interesting that was sort of brought into light that I hadn't really thought about too is that, um, cause Toru mentions, like, them being in, like, that, you know, she can feel their anxiety or something like that, or she, like, she uh, like knows that it exists. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and so even for, I guess, like, Toru to sort of call out that cause, I mean, she's, she's such like a bright and positive person even in like the darkest of situations from what we've seen of her for her to even point out like i can tell that you're anxious um i mean she's not saying that to them but for her to point out that they are anxious is um it's kind of a big deal um and then for all of that to also tie in with the fact that what you know shigure uh kind of pushed him with just saying something about it's interesting that he the the conversation about his relationship with Yuki is what kind of set him off yeah. and so it's almost and then based off like you know like he he can't be friends with Yuki like that's not something that's feasible um is an interesting sort of point to something to point out or to say um cuz you know it we're like okay well what is it exactly that happened between Yuki and Kyo to make you know for there to be such tension and so my guess is that the flashback that he had has a lot to do with that and it's got to be something horrifying and I don't think it was something caused by Yuki or you know what I mean but it's one of those things where like as a result of that he's not he feels he shouldn't be that close to you know someone in his family and that's really like that's sad that something so horrifying would bring you to, like, not want to be around, like, a family member. And I mean, I've had, like, I guess I can relate to it in a sense, too. And so that makes me even more concerned. (laughs) So, because I'm like, oh, like, sweet angel, like, if, if it's what I think it is, then, like, I feel you, and I've been there before. And also, that's just horrifying that anyone would ever have to go through that type of situation.
0: Right, right. So let's talk about this relationship. So it kind of started, what really kind of kicked it off was when, because Kagura had showed up for Valentine's Day because, of course, it's Kyo. She's got a fan She shows up and she's great. And you're, and Michelle, you mentioned it in your general thoughts. Like, you're, she does seem a lot more tempered down now. So it's a little, oh, she's, totally. so she's much more likable. <laughs> yes, um, yes so and it's funny because she's just screaming like love (laughs) like it's great (laughs) but she kind of basically she suggests hey let's go on a double date with Yuki and Toru and again Told, uh, Yuki and him are completely against until they see Toru's face and they're like we can't say no to this we have to say I it. love that Toru's like I'm
2: going to date I've never been on one before is that cool like she doesn't really care like that, that it's with yeah. anybody yeah. Yeah, she she's just like, wants to go on a date period yeah just the concept of a date
0: she's like yes I want to do I it know. Um, but yeah so then she suggests like let's go and I think it's because Haru told her hey they're getting along better now and it's just, and then when she tells him that, that's what kind of leads into his conversation with, with Shigure. Um, and it's just, I'm curious, do you, is, is he afraid, is, is he afraid of Yuki? Like, is, is, is Yuki one of the sources of his fear? Like, is it, is it, like, Michelle, tell me, like, what, I feel like it all surrounds Yuki. It's obviously their relationship. That's what's causing the trauma. But is it that he's scared of Yuki? Or he's scared of what he's going to do with Yuki? Because that flashback that we get... we It's really hard to tell. It's really hard to tell. I kind of stopped at certain frames. And then the very first frame we see of that flashback, we see like... A, it looks like a, a boy. It's it, it, the mm-hmm. angle of the camera looks like it's looking up, so I'm assuming they're kids. And Kyo is shorter than Yuki at that point. And then he it looks like he's reaching out to him. And then we get then we get like some liquid. So I'm assuming what what I'm assuming is blood or something. And we see something fly. So I'm just like, is he scared yeah. of Yuki? Is he scared of of him hurting Yuki? Like, what do you? Th- Tell me, what do you, one, how do you interpret that flashback? And two, like, how do you what? How do you interpret that fear he has?
2: Like, what is it that do you think he's scared of? This is really hard because I, I watched that a couple times. And I couldn't tell. Like, the thing that we see fly, I'm like, oh, maybe it's an eye patch. Or like, maybe it's, like, a face mask. Maybe, like, someone was sick or, like, hurt already. And it was, like, covering a bandage. And then they got into a tussle. I mean, the, the theory that um, Kyo could be afraid of hurting Yuki is really interesting. Because right. that would that would mean that it's not so much Yuki at all. It's, like, what Kyo's... Like, what he could do to other people that terrifies him the most, which which leads down a path of, like, a lot of self-hate, which is not good. But, I mean, I think one thing we should consider here, and I didn't think about this last week when we were talking about the last episode, but isn't it not crazy that Yuki and Haru, like grew up with this whole thing from the Zodiac story about like, oh, like, yeah, you're the dumb ox and you're the crafty, dirty rat. And and they are able to like give each other the benefit of a doubt, have a conversation and realize those things aren't true about each other and become actual friends. But Yuki's just not able to do the exact yeah. same thing with Kyo. Yeah. Like, isn't yeah. that a huge blind side? Yeah, so, I mean, uh, yeah. what is... Why? I, I mean, yeah, it, it, mm-hmm. I feel like it builds off this because it's like, well, then what could have happened between those two specifically for their circumstances to be different enough that they can't just make up the same way Yuki did with Haru?
0: And here's something interesting that I didn't think about. It's like, what if Yuki like, just the, what if there is this kind of like, again, nurture versus nature. What if mm. there is, this, like, just naturally his personality cra- clashes with Kyo's. So just and, you know, and he hates that he hates kill because that plays into that stereotype of the cat and the rat. But he can't no. help but hate him, which makes him hate him more because he's like, great, I'm trying to, like, rebel against this. And you're making it extremely difficult for me. So it's kind of like, yeah, you're right. That is a very interesting, like, this moment, uh, on top of all the possible things, you're right, there is something that happened that soiled that friendship. Uh, potential friendship
2: plus like i know kyo is always the one who's like trying to pick fights with yuki but it feels like like everyone's telling kyo like hey you should like stop being mean to yuki you should just get along no one's really saying that yeah. to Yuki yes. at all i mean he it takes two to tango right but like no one's like going hey yuki maybe you should be nicer to Kyo." yeah that is- nobody I, ever does
1: that i also wonder too if like maybe they just don't see yuki like egg on kyo like the you know what i mean like because mm-hmm. it, it seems like anytime that like another family member is around, then Yuki becomes very like polite and almost like um kind of like not non-existent because a lot of the interactions seem to like circle around like Kyo in terms of like the rest of the family, like especially with Mm -hmm. like Kagura. Um and so it's just kind of interesting how Yuki just sort of fades into the darkness. And then, like, so there's not really an opportunity for people to see exactly how, like, Yuki and Kyo, like, interact, except everyone knows they just don't get along. And I think that's probably because, like, Kyo's more, like, outward about it. Like, he's more extrovert in terms of that,
2: whereas, like, Yuki sort of more, like, internalizes it, it seems. Because Yuki, Yuki'll say comments, but, like, Kyo starts fights, and that's a much more visual kind of thing that people would remember.
0: And also, maybe people, maybe the members who are saying this feel closer to Kyo. You know, because, you know, you have to be, like, close to someone to call them out on their BS. So it's kind Mm -hmm. of like, oh, like, maybe they don't feel like they're not close enough to Yuki to be like, hey, you should stop fighting him. Because Yuki may be like, who are you to say that? Versus, like, them saying Kyo, maybe they're like, Kyo, I know you. Like, you're better than this. You know, maybe that's it. Yeah, Kyo Um, is more
2: approachable. That's true. Yeah.
0: So maybe there is something tied in there. Um, but, okay, so then, this kind of leads to, like, the, the incident between the cat and the dog, between Kyo and, the conversation between Kyo and the dog that should be neutered. Um,
3: <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: so Kyo, so, ba- what was really interesting is that the dog said, why do you talk like it's your duty to hate him, him being Yuki? Like, with eyes that say that you're afraid to get to know him. Mm. So, I'm curious, and like, because you mentioned, like, okay, so, he, like, cho is a walking contradiction because he wants things to change so he's included in the family like he wants to be part yeah. of the inner zodiacs that inherently is a is a revolutionary it's a it's a radical thing to want in terms of the traditions of the zodiacs and yet he refuses to get along and is is scared of the change that him and that an improved relationship between him and Yugi could mean. So it's like okay, so you want the most drastic change but you're scared of the necessary change that can happen for that change to spur on. So I'm just like
2: well, I mean I think he cuz for whatever reason he thinks that if he literally like beats Yuki in a battle, he'll suddenly become part of the family. Right. And I feel like that's not how that works, but there's a reason he thinks that. So I think it's just like his his unwillingness to get on with Yukis because he's like, "Well, I got to beat him, so it doesn't matter if for friends." I mean, that's not how I'm going to get into the family. I have to just like conquer him at martial arts or something. So I mean, like to me that makes sense, but it also is like not not a good strategy, obviously. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I feel like that might also
1: like him feeling the need to beat Yuki probably comes with all, everything. Like I feel like once we figure out whatever it was that took place between them or like caused this sort of like forced hatred between the two of them, like, everything's gonna make sense, and it's just Mm -hmm. all gonna fall into place from there. Um, Because it just seems like, like, why, like, why? Because, I mean, is not wrong. Like, it does seem like it's almost, like, Kyo's duty to hate Yuki. And so, like, and for him to constantly, like, feel the need to beat him. And so, there just has to be, like, a reason for that, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So there's this, so this kind of, Thing causes uh, Kyula to like run away just kind of un- unable to deal with the the kind of the truth that the dog is telling him just being like I can't handle it so he runs away and Toto chases after him and we get this incredible scene between and oh incredible. And it incredible, my heart it's like it not only is it like heartbreaking and all that, but, I mean all in the feels but just visually striking because just the way the body language is placed, right? So you have him literally curled up in a ball, like, turned away from her. He has his back to her. He's literally becoming a... a physical like wall between him and her like the distance between them you can see visually just based on the body language there and how she's just slowly inching closer to him just like with every moment you she just gets closer and closer and she still can't like touch him she can't like there is no connection there it's just the way it was storyboarded i don't know if it was how uh cuz there has to be some sort of adaptation from the page to the the to the screen <laughs> but it's just it was it just was so well done. Incredibly well done. And he sound, in, in terms of voice acting, he sounded so vulnerable. He sounded so defeated. He's like, it, it has nothing to do with you. So already the words themselves are him creating a distance between them. Like, this has nothing to do with you. Just forget it. So he's not opening up. But also, like, the way he's just... It's just... It's so... It's so beautiful. And also, sh- the way that Todu just understands him. When I first saw him run away... I thought it was because out of anger. I thought he was running away because he was pissed. And then, no. Then he's one who tells me, yeah. "No, she's like, no, he's scared." She knows him better than the, than at least me, the audience does. Um, and then, you know, she's like, it's like he's trying to protect something by hating Yuki. She can just read into that, which is again emphasizes Todoru's like emotional intelligence. Um, and it's like, what is he trying to protect, Kyon? What are you trying to protect? Um and you know he tells her to drop it he's like no and she goes like you know it's okay it's okay to hate Yuki like i'm not going to change it. like i don't know it just it just showed this wonderful kind of um not pushing him this yeah. kind of wonderful understanding yeah. that you can't solve everything in a day that you have to take it step by step and he's like not ready yet her awareness of that and just being able to still comfort him and calm him down and still like a man even though like he I don't know it's just it was a beautiful kind of moment of humans interacting in a in a comforting and hell in a healing way even though it's not healed yet it's like yeah but we're getting there and that was just an important moment tell me what did you guys think of that scene like walk me through it April like when this was all playing out like what was what were your thoughts so
1: this I agree. Like the scene was very, like it was so well done and it really captured a lot of like the mood of like what was going on in the scene. Whereas like sometimes like it seems like scenes like this are very forced like, but I could feel like that Kyo was scared of whatever. And, you know, like I could feel like how greatly concerned Toru was for him because like no one else ran after him. She did. And, um, And not even, like, Kagura was there. And so, uh, it's, you know, it just, like, I I agree, like, the voice acting was amazing. And it's, it's very nice and comforting. Like, Toru is such an amazing person. Like, she just continues to, like, shine in the story, even though, like, I don't know. I feel like she doesn't get as much attention as she probably should in the, in the show. But, um, but, like, I think that it, it's a big deal for someone to support you whenever you are having like moments like these, like maybe he was having a panic attack or something. Um and so it's very important that she was able to show that like, hey, I'm here, I support you. And something to take note is that it seems like everyone always forces things on Keo. Um and he just mm-hmm. kind of takes it. Like in yeah. and, and my biggest my biggest example of that is Kagura. And so yeah. because yeah. which which is true and like I love Kagura don't get me wrong but like I get really annoyed because I'm like he's literally telling you no like and so like and that kind of seems to be like a theme though is that everyone's just like okay come on Kyo like you're gonna do this and he's like no and they're like okay well you're still gonna do it and he still does it and so um, and so in a lot of ways that like Kyo and Toru are similar in that regard. But, like, for her to just be, like, accepting of the fact that, like, you don't have to like Yuki, that's fine, that's okay, like, and I think that's, you know, just being able to comfort him in that sense, just being, like, respectful of his feelings is, like, is so amazing, like... (laughs) Wow, that's a really good point. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, that's the biggest thing, too, is that, like, no one else seems to, like, respect Kyo's feelings in any type of situation, especially, like, Kagura, which is terrible to say. But, like, uh, but Toru does. And so I think that's, like, that's a huge moment for them is for Toru to just be there to be supportive and respectful. And maybe she can't personally relate, but she can, you know, offer that type of comfort. Like, that's just that's cr- that's insane like i could never have done that at tober's age and i i respect her so much and i think that like this is like an amazing foundation for what's going to be a beautiful relationship whether that be romantic or not
0: yeah yeah so. what about what about you michelle <laughs> I,
2: well, <laughs> that's you, it that's it that's well, it. cut away. you said so many good things uh, <laughs> i don't know how to, I'm sorry. to <laughs> i mean i'll, I'll just like I just reiterate kind of what April was saying. Like, I, I had not I think when I was watching it, I was, like, distantly aware of, of what this was meaning, but mostly it was just, like, a huge emotional thing where are just like, oh, my God. Like, I feel bad, but my initial reaction was like, oh, man, like, now I get it. Like, I get the kill thing more now. Like, it's finally starting to happen. And I understand <laughs> the, ship, the is at last. This is very confusing since I'm, I've designated Team Yuki. but I mean, yeah, like the the deeper thing is her being able to, for Toto to be able to respect his his feelings and his boundaries when no one else really. I think because like even Shigure, even like someone who's like kind of an adult figure, they they assume they know what's best for him. I mean, and, I
0: don't think he assumes he knows what's best for him. Shigura is interested in what's best for himself. But we'll get yeah, to him.
2: Yeah, but, like, I'm thinking back to, like, Shigura's first conversation with him in episode two where he's like, well, you know, like, it could be good to, you know, get to know people. And, like, they might okay. hurt you, but you'll grow." Like, I think objectively that's still good advice. But it is coming from someone who's like, well, you should do this thing you don't want to do because, like, I know it's probably best for you this way, even if you don't right. want to. But April brings up this really good point that – everyone kind of just like walks over his own boundaries for what he wants. And he will go along with it, but very reluctantly. And I do think there's a certain amount of, Not being heard that comes with that and i feel like what really struck me was after this i kept kind of wondering if toto was gonna like touch him to give him physical comfort but like obviously that would have been the exact wrong thing to do with the situation i'm glad she she did not but when they walk back he gives her like that tap on the head second time he's done that and i think for him like when he's looking at her and he does it like that was his way of just being like thank you for hearing me thank you for like letting me feel how i was feeling and not trying to make me change my mind and not like pushing me like thanks for just like being there and letting me do this myself kind of like that is a big deal and like his his little tap like because he does it so rarely like it said all those things without him having to say it out loud and that's like pretty great too Totally, totally. Do you guys? Okay, so I think it was briefly mentioned.
0: We're gonna get more into that talk between between Hatori and Shigure, but there was uh where it's mentioned that they're like, oh, you be you shouldn't push Kyo too far, or else it's gonna happen. And it, didn't they mention something like that, like very briefly? Like he's like he's like kind of kind of like a loose cannon. You shouldn't push him that way. That yeah, would have been a dangerous he did situation. Say
1: something like that. Something,
0: right? So I'm just like. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, what? yeah. And I was like, "What do you mean?" And also, again, he's like, "I don't care that Todu might be in a dangerous situation. I'm just gonna let her go and do it because, hey, who knows what's gonna happen?"
3: So,
0: mm-hmm. Um, but before we get into that, just a very brief kind of side note, just in the way the the scene was played. Um, there is this moment where Todou kind of there's like a a cut to like this kind of drawing of Yuki. Where, when Todo's like, this is like a oh, Kyo-Todu yes. moment. And then there's this kind of, she goes like, Oh, oh like, that, Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. She, where she goes like, Oh, it. like, Yuki like, is like that too. And at first, Bowers. Yeah, and at first I thought, I didn't, at first I was like, This shouldn't be here at first. I was like, this, this took me out. It shouldn't be here. This is a moment between her and Kyo. And it's very much on Kyo. Like, yeah, it's through her mind, but it's like, it's all about Kyo. So, Instead of her, like, giving us an image of Yuki, it should have just been her saying it, keeping the same dialogue, but not seeing that image of Yuki, was what I thought at first. And then I started to think about it. Then I was like, wait a minute. Is this how Toru sees Yuki? Like, this is her image of Yuki. (laughs) Like, this isn't, like, oh, oh like, this isn't just a simple, like, accurate representation of Yuki from, like, cut to, like, a, like a no. memory she has of
1: him. No, she no. Sees this him is him very well. She, she sees him <laughs> with
0: the flowers. She sees him with the open shirt and the pain and the grasping and the posing. That is how Toru sees Yuki, and I'm kind of in love with that.
2: I'd assume I assume that's it. hilarious. I assume they literally just pulled that right out of a, a drawing from the manga, or like we're gonna put this here. Fan art. Yeah, <laughs> oh,
0: totally. I mean, that's how it it's read. Like it looked like fan drawing. art. It looked like fan art, or it looked like they're like to one of the animators. They're like, "Hey, just draw a picture of Yuki." Like, or maybe it was from the like sketching of like one of the directors while sketching, like look trying to find like and trying to capture like the concept of Yuki, and that was what they drew. <laughs> and I'm just like, and they just put it there, and it's not even like animated it's literally just like up down I panning the noise. screen up and down with the image this is something you can do on like windows movie maker it's so simple of a of a move but at the same time it's like that is how Todu sees yuki okay <laughs> like that I, is her I'm mind's okay interpretation of yuki
1: i'm okay with that only because um uh, whenever i first saw that scene i was i was actually a little like it's a beautiful scene first off but also i was a little upset because i was just like man why we got to bring up yuki like this is about kyo and then i was like okay so i like this so much better if it's how toru sees yuki yes okay i approve now (laughs) because
0: that's i agreed like that's how i first felt i was like he should this this image of him shouldn't have been there it should have just been like voiceover while she still looks at kyo and i was like wait a minute this is what they were trying to do. This is what it means. This is I how like, she sees him. I like
2: them. that a lot. Me too. And
0: oh man, but um, but yeah. So let's talk about the kind of second half of this episode because that was the first half. This was only the first half.
3: I know, <laughs> that, right? That's how emotionally
0: I know. daunting like this episode was. It was first half was all this stuff with Kyo. Second half starts out with um, this uh, flashback to a young. Shigure, waking up from a dream, crying. Mm -hmm. So we get this, we get very vaguely, we get to know a little bit more about about Shigure, about his upbringing slightly. Um, We learn that he loves someone that he can't have. Um, We we know that Toru reminds him of that someone, possibly, or at least she, or I I don't know, I don't know if it's that. I don't know if it's that she reminds him of that person or it's that she reminds him of good and that- that I think that's makes him it, yeah.
2: Bad. yeah.
0: Um, so that's a lot. Also, side note, Mogata, whatever that heck what that was, is terrifying. Like, that movie, because <laughs> this, this is all happening. This <laughs> is all happening while great the kids though, go.
2: because the, obviously this is like uh, the cookie cat of Steven. Like, the the monster in that movie is obviously Kyo, right? Like, obviously, no. we know he has a curse. Kagura spilled the beans on that, the first episode she's introduced. That's and he got tight. super serious. He has a special curse. We don't know what it is. But then they watch this movie about this guy who turns into a monster. Like, that's not subtle. Show. Okay, it's not a guy that turns into a monster. It's
0: basically Pikachu turning into a bigger Pikachu. And, like, a, being an a evil monster. Looking, an evil-looking Pikachu. An evil looking yeah. Pikachu, Pikachu. So, okay. And in that, okay, interesting. Because in that scene of that movie, they were like, don't give in to, like, your greed or whatever.
3: Yeah, Or something.
0: Yeah. So, I'm like, mm, interesting. What what would Kyo give in to? His anger? Be His greed. fear? both. Both? Yeah. Interesting. This is. Very interesting. Um, but yes, Mogata is terrifying. Um, but yeah, so what I'm saying is, Shigure, this, all, all this stuff was happening while the kids were going on their double date. So it, we were intercutting that with, with, oh, now this is interesting. If they're intercutting this movie that is foreshadowing the future and we're having this yes! discussion between Hattori and Shigure about the repercussions of Sh- Shigure p- using these kids as pawns for his grand scheme, it's like, Hmm uh, foreshadow, this is what's gonna happen.
2: Like totally, totally I am buying I, that. I, I'm yeah I'm sold yeah.
1: all my money.
0: And I just I just wanna take this moment to just really <laughs> just <laughs> I just wanna give an ovation to Hatori for proving that he is the greatest adult on the show. Like yeah! besides Shiraki Sensei, obviously. But like he is. What we've been saying from the very beginning, that Shigure is using Toru, that she is not... Well, at least what I've been saying from the very beginning. <laughs> it's he's been true, using, it's true. Yeah. Using her, that she—he he's just as bad as Akito, like she is not safe with him. Hatri came through and he was like, no, no, you're doing the same thing. And he basically voiced exactly what I was feeling, which is... This is, you, you, he is, that she would, have, this is my bite. She would in the end that this is going to backfire that he is no different. And she goes like, yeah, yeah, I know. And I, you are right to call me out. Like that is what I'm doing. Yep. See, Todo, you need to stay away from him. He is the dirtiest <laughs> of them all. He should be neutered. You have no need to see him in like your kind Todo vision. Like, no, no, he's the worst um but what did you guys think of this kind of um um kind of a, a, a conversation between Hatori and shigure and this this and this kind of second half that we get with him like what is this dream that made them cry because it wasn't just him it was him hattori and someone and some else lady i think some lady that we haven't met yet probably but, another
2: zodiac Is my probably guess another
0: zodiac um and you know it's like what is it that they were feeling because Chico is obsessed with it. He's obsessed with this feeling. It's what he's striving for. Like, tell me, what are your thoughts? Like, April, tell me.
1: Um, so, I'm not really sure because he he talks about, like, he's trying to capture the feeling of this dream. And so, is he trying, to, like, what is that feeling? They They don't say. And it's also really curious because, like, like him and two other people had the the d- dream the same night, right? So like some type of like we're prophesizing things. Like this is just really out of control. Um, but yes, like I I was very upset because I was one of the people giving Shigure the benefit of the doubt, <laughs> and too. because I was trying to Toru it up. And no, <laughs> yes. so I've never been on a keto side. So <laughs> I'll say that. Um, but yeah, like whatever, whatever it is, like, I wonder, like, my guess is like, it's some kind of like sense of calm or like normalcy. And so I feel like it because or- it's kind of one of those things where like, in order to get to like normal or calm, you have to get through like crazy first like you have to get through whatever like manic energy or whatever is out there in the world um prohibiting that and so I think like that's maybe that's what he's talking about um but I like he's not just using Toru he's using everyone to try and get there yeah um and Also like shame on Hattori because even though he's like, I'm not going to help you, but he's also not going to go against him. And I'm like, okay, so you're enabling. Got it. Like, so whatever, whatever it is that she is like going after it, like, it's a big deal and it's not just a big deal to him. So it's, it's a big deal to others as well. And I'm really just curious. Like, I just, I just want to know more because like, maybe it's something that I could also support or, you know, like us as fans could be a part of. And so it's kind of like sad that we're painting Shigure in this really negative light. And I totally think that he needs to be painted in it because he doesn't care if Toru gets hurt, And Toru is the most amazing thing in this world. She's too good for all of us. No one deserves her. Not even Keo, but <laughs> but like it's like it's like shocking in a sense, but also like not like because like now we know like Shigure is definitely planning something. He's definitely um plotting and scheming, and not just to like. Like we know, but like Yuki knows too. And I don't think that we've really
2: he he has suspicions about him because he talks about how, like, oh yeah, people say like he's like a wave on the beach. I think he's kind of worse. I think he's more like a jellyfish that'd like sting you. Right. So I feel like he, he has the general sense that there's something up about Shigure, I even thought he said something uh, like-, like
1: outwardly to someone, like. And like, who knows what he's planning? He says something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah, he said that because here's the
0: thing. He says something to Shigure when Shigure, like, like makes Kyo freak out, which made me think he knew what Shigure was planning. But then he says that thing of he's like, who knows what he's planning? He said that to, like, Toru or something later in the during the double date, which made me think, like, oh,
2: then he must not know. Well, he doesn't know what it is, but, like, from the first episode, when Shigure comes back and he's like, I talked to Akito, it's fine that Toru stays here. Right, Yuki right. Yuki immediately yeah. is like, well, how did that work out? That's weird. What are you planning? Mm-hmm. Shigure's like, eh, hey, don't worry about it. And they just drop right. it. But right. from yeah. from the beginning, he's been, like, suspicious of how that worked out. Yeah.
0: yeah. And I do want to go very briefly back to something that April said, which is Hattori is enabling um, yeah. it Like, oh, he 100%. is. And it's kind of like, isn't it kind of worse him deciding to not do anything? Isn't not doing anything worse than siding with him or not siding with him? Like, he is basically <laughs> siding with him, but not...
2: Yes. I guess, honestly, when he said that, I didn't take him out of his word because he's already tried to help Toru. Yeah. The first time he met her, he was like, look, like something's going on. You shouldn't, I feel like you shouldn't be there. It it might end badly. And she was like, no, I'm going to stay. And he's like, okay. But I feel like him being him, he's probably going to get involved anyway. And I think if, if anything really bad does go down, he is going to be part of that fallout and he is going to try to at least make amends. But like, yeah, it's bad to be neutral on a thing, you know, is, is going to hurt people. But I I think my hope is, like, he, of all the adults we've seen, is the most likely to actually step in and change his mind about that. So I'm just, like, hoping that his actions speak louder than his current words do. But, I mean, we don't know. It could end up really bad. So. Yeah.
0: I will say, at least I appreciate that, at least with Hattori, like that. He said, my hands are dirty, too. So he's like, okay, like, I'm already bad. Like, he's... Um, like he hands to be dirty
2: is so stupid, though, because he's covering his almost blind eye. Okay. And what that means is, like, his hands are dirty, quote-unquote, because Akito, like, ruined his marriage thing. And it's not like, him having dirty hands. It's all yeah. Akito's fault. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So, like, it is, it is brain. Maybe that makes sense. But in reality, that's crazy. He doesn't have dirty hands. True. Well, I will say, also, um,
0: idea, theory, is the thing that Shigure is striving for, is the thing that made him cry, freedom?
2: I think it, in a it sense is. it is.
0: Because then if you think, because he said that brought you, when talking to Hatori he was like, that brought you and the woman that we have yet to meet. That brought you guys pain, but I still want it. And it's like, well, what brought Hattori pain was the whole thing that happened with his girlfriend where he tried to get the freedom to marry her and then his eye almost got destroyed. <laughs> so... That's what? an idea, but well, that's another thing. I'm like, okay, well then, who's who are you in love with that you can't have? Shiude like what?
2: Well, maybe or okay. maybe it's just I that he think can't it's have a love thing. I do think it, like I yeah maybe April. What you're gonna say? Say it.
1: Oh, I was gonna say. I wonder if it's just that like it, he he craves he craves love, but like love overall because yeah, really like yeah. he there's not there's not a lot of female zodiac members as we're already so you're, getting oh, to wow.
0: free yeah yeah you're saying that he wants the freedom to sleep with as many people as possible
1: no no, no, no. oh no. I, I don't think it's that <laughs> I... <laughs> I feel like, like
2: high schoolers he doesn't want the adult. no no i mean oh, no I mean, mean, like... I
0: mean just inge- i don't mean that i mean like i don't mean that i mean he wants to be able to like a, a, a an adult woman he wants to be able to sleep with as many women as possible but he can't because if he does he turns into a dog I and then he has was, that I metaphysical think it's idea. That that,
2: yeah, I think I it's like, a connection thing like,
1: yeah i think he he he, he craves that connection and in and i mean something that you know people who, okay, this is a really bad, like, misconception, but a lot of people interpret, like, intimacy as something being sexual. And it's not necessarily that way, um, but given the fact that he's grown up in this, I'm assuming he's always grown up in this super effed up household. So he's not, he probably doesn't have a good idea as to what like good intimacy is or what intimacy proper intimacy is. And so, um, or that it can come in multiple forms. And so, but I, I, not, but I didn't necessarily interpret it as that. I just interpret it to like, because i wonder if like him and hatori and this third person all had the same dream and then they all woke up and then maybe like that's how the zodiac thing kind of works is it doesn't necessarily kick in right away it happens like mm. it happens later but at a young age but it's also something mm. that maybe they were like hey you're at risk for this kind of situation and so um and so maybe like that's like maybe he he craves that he wants that freedom from the curse and then he has like he has the opportunity to go out and maybe find a man or a woman that he could love or you know like find someone to be close to because like it's really hard and he's seen like Hato- like what happened to Hatori, and so like if it wasn't for like you know, them being Zodiac members and that that situation probably would have played out completely different. Um, and they, they probably wouldn't have even involved like a keto and wouldn't have been violent. And so I wonder if it's just like freedom that he craves, like he woke up and his life was changed. And then like, th- like, this is it now. So that's that's how I interpreted it. I really like that
2: like yeah. this idea that they were like normal kids and then one day they they inherit these powers and then they just can't ever go back to how things were because like yeah like why would it involve all three of them? Yeah why, that makes sense it makes sense why they would cry right and I do like the thing I'm wondering is like actually can he so say they made a bet? If Shigure wins, like, can Akato really promise him to not be a dog anymore? I don't think that's within Akito's power. Yeah. yeah. So how would that work if well, Shigure yeah. won? Well, I wonder if it's something along the lines
1: of, like, like, okay, it has to involve Kyo because he's the cat. And so I think this all, life because, like, Shigure even says, like, oh, I got impatient and I pushed Keyo. So, something with, like, Kyo's, like, extra special curse um, has something to do with, I think, everyone's overall curse. And so, like, that's just my theory because I barely remember, like, the the early 2000s anime. And I don't even, like, I don't even remember, like, all of, like, the sort of, like, story plotline stuff with that. So, this is just my theory is that something with Kyo's extra special curse has to tie into the rest of the Zodiac. And so, like... Something has to happen, and, like, Kyo's gotta be pushed, and I don't know. Someone has to break it somehow. That's just my guess. I don't know. (laughs) I mean, no, I think that makes
2: sense. I mean, I guess I'd interpret it, because Shikure is, like, when he pushes Kyo, he pushes him because he's frustrated that Kyo and Yuki aren't getting along as quickly as he wants. So that implies that his deal with Akito was, like, he's expecting Toru... To fix their relationship. And if they fix their relationship. Maybe that breaks the curse. Like I don't. I'm not sure how the curse exactly plays into it. But I think it, it probably is a thing. Right. Because that yeah. already brought that up during the marriage thing. He's like you can't even break the curse. So the curse is a yeah. thing. It's a real thing. But I feel like his. His. um his thing with Akito was definitely about like Kyō and Yuki getting along. Like I think it involves both the boys, honestly, yeah. not just Kyō.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah, and I mean that would be way too much pressure on Kyō. You know, it has to be both. You, it has to be both Yuki and him tied to it. It can't yeah. just be Kyō. Mm-hmm. Um, but the only thing about your theory, April, the only thing I have against it is that that she would have said, like, wants to strive to capture what he had in that dream. And if that dream is letting them know that they are the Zodiacs, and that's, like, the first thing, and that's why they wake up crying, like, it wouldn't make sense Mm -mm -mm. for him to want to break free from the curse if that is the very thing that he's striving to regain or obtain that emotion. So that's why, that's the only thing I can find in terms of, just in terms of the dream. Um, that I just doesn't fit, at least with what I saw in the. Unless
1: in the episode. it's like a, it's a feeling of, um, I don't know, because oh, I guess that does make a little bit of sense too.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess maybe Shigure's honestly because, like, if he is so willing to do these to, to whatever ends it takes, basically, right? Mm-hmm. To hurt people along the way to get what he wants, like that. There's a certain amount of. Like you need to distance yourself from other people, and you have to distance your care about them too, to be able to just kind of pursue that without a heavy heart. And I wonder, like, maybe his goal is literally to just like not want things. Like, Mm because if if every zodiac member, like, honestly believes that they're cursed and they can't have a a normal life, Shigure believes that too. He's like, I can't ever find anyone because I'm always gonna be the dog. So maybe Akito's promise to him was, like, I'll, like, close your heart. Or, like, I'll stop you from wanting to love because you'll never find love. Because, like, the reason I say that is because, like, it's a Valentine's Day episode. Shigure's whole thing is juxtaposed to all the kids going on a double date, having, like, an actual normal time. And, and that's, like, so removed from his life. It's, like... They're in two separate worlds almost. And I think, like, that means something to Shigure. Plus, like, there's that whole line, like, way back, again, like, when, um, when Kakadu first came, and she's like, I want to stay here. Like, you don't understand how it feels to be, like, worried about, like, like how a girl feels when another girl's there. And then she leaves and he's like, well, you know, even I get jealous too sometimes. And I always wondered like, what does that mean? Like, do you love Kagura? Like, is that what that no. means? No. Okay. That- yeah. I, don't know what this means. I think he's, he's, he's jealous of their ability to act like normal people and have love and affection. And that's like something he doesn't want to have anymore. And again, I don't know how Akito could take that away from him if he won the contest, But I feel like maybe that... There's something about closing himself off and pushing that away because he's afraid of it hurting him the way it did Hattori. Like, that's what I think it might be.
0: Okay. All right. I have a theory. It kind of just kind of came to me. And it kind of goes against what I had written in the outline. And it's going to sound crazy, but everything you said kind of in a weird way also helps it. All right. So what if... (laughs) All right, let me set the scene for you first. Okay. Let me just okay. We end we end with him with with Shigura saying, "I am the dirtiest of them all," mm-hmm. and he says, "Akito, I'm the one who cares the most about you." Yeah, what was that? And he, what was that? he said, and I read that. Listen, well, listen, I read that. I saw that, and I was like, "Okay, he's lying." Yeah. Right, and that's that. because and he's the dirtiest because he's willing to lie and whatever and do all these things. Yeah. All right, what if?
2: Uh oh. What if? I think I know where this is going.
0: Shigure is in love with Akito. No! No, no, no. No, 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 no. listen. Listen.
3: listen. This
0: fits. April, listen. It's going to help support your theory. So if, say, for in their dream, they see Akito. And Akito is the one. And basically, it's in that dream that Akito is telling them, like, they have this vision of Akito, but like Akito's like in that dream, he's not sick. He's whatever. He's just this like kind of princely figure, like the ideal type of him. And he just goes like, "You have been chosen as the zodiac or whatever the heck." And then he whatever. And then they wake up with tears in their eyes. The other two tears because they find it so painful. But then, I, but then, Shigure is just like oh my God, I've met the love of my life. I want to marry this man, this beautiful, beautiful man. And then, and then he's always striving to get to the love that he cannot have. And then he's, he's trying to remove this curse and all that. Cause he thinks in some convoluted way by removing this curse and breaking it and using all these people as pawns, he can finally get Akita to be happy and be the ideal version of himself that he saw in that dream if he had seen Akito in that dream. I'm just saying,
3: and again,
0: it's the Valentine's Day episode, and where does Shigure, who does Shigure end with? Like, what is, like, one of the five, like, it's Valentine's Day, we get juxtaposed, we have the double date with these kids in a normal, healthy relationship, and then we juxtapose with Shigure and Akito, and it's not a normal, healthy relationship, but it's still a... Like a love relationship oh, So boy. it kind of It's like the parallels of that And it's just like What's going on He is the one person Who's willing To, to challenge Akito Because he loves him so much And
2: that is the end you of life. My- okay Like I I think th- you, You've you made some <sighs> I, don't <laughs> I don't want this I, say that I don't want it either But you've made some point like, Okay but my thing is Like I think part of the reason I mean me and April Defended Shigure more than you But like, there were there were some moments in the past where, like, Shigure was very just, like, cold towards Akto. And especially that moment, like, when um, they didn't go to New Year's. And yeah. Shigure sees him, yeah. like, hunched over in the room. And he just looks at him. And his, his internal monologue is very cold. And it's a lot it's harsher amazing. than we're used to hearing him. And he's just like, I'm glad to see you reaping what you sow. I, I cannot imagine that that was not how he truly felt about him in that moment. And for that to be true, I I, I don't think he likes Acto that way because he honestly really seems to hate him a lot. That's what I mean. There's well, a very he, thin line between
1: hate and I mean, love.
0: And it's is a very that, unhealthy like, relationship. He, very uh, unhealthy.
1: It, but- it, well, every relationship is unhealthy in this show. But, <laughs> 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 but he also even says that like, Like, I feel like it's one of those things where, like, in order to achieve his goal, he, I mean, he obviously admitted that he's willing to lie. But it's interesting that he tells Akito that, oh, but I love you the most. And so, and then he says, like, I'm even willing to, like, lie um, to get what I want. And so I took that very much as, like, him, like, say, you know, telling us the audience that, like, he doesn't love Akito, but he will he will play along with Akito because at some point, in order to achieve his goal, he has, like, the, it's like Akito and Shigure are, like, plotting for this. They're not plotting for the same thing, but in order to get to their separate places, they have to go along the same path for a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like he's like, hey, like, if I, like, you know, lead, lead a to believe that I'm on his side, he will help me get me closer to like our quote unquote goal, even though our goals are different. And so I really take it as him. Like sort of like he's just working off of his own um like he's just doing things like for himself and not that like I would love for him and Akito for him to be in love with Akito because that would just be <laughs> I mean, that'd
2: be so interesting yeah I just uh, don't right know if that makes sense for and I just week. don't I yeah. just don't know if the show's
1: gonna do that like because Akito I don't feel gets any love from anyone and i don't feel he deserves love from anyone and i think that it would be really hard to continue on if shigure or if i mean really there was anyone that was on akito's side i mean obviously toru is going to be in some sense but not in like the way that i guess akito would want it to be if that if that like Makes
0: sense, so. Yeah. yeah. And I want to say, like, I mean, I thought he was lying. When I was watching the episode, I was like, he's lying at this moment. It's just, and I, it's just a theory. I'm not putting, placing all my bets on that theory. But something to think about, you know, maybe a different <laughs> way to look at that relationship. Maybe they are just, you know, very bad for each other, you know. Or maybe so unhealthy.
1: He's
0: <laughs> so unhealthy. I mean, it, it would add to the trend of unhealthy relationships in this family. So, but, all right, so let's just finish off with something light and positive. We get to meet the editor of
2: She Who It Is. This she's poor, so cute. She seems so young. Her, like, I voice know. is
0: so young. Yeah, yeah. And she's just, like,
2: poor always lady. Crying. Poor lady. Like She always committed suicide on the front steps because <laughs> he wasn't there. Yeah. yeah, She was just like,
0: I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to I'm do ready. this. And yeah, yeah, this poor woman, he has brought her to the brink. And you know, okay. I all I can tell her is to fire him. He's not worth it. I wonder Also if- I was surprised. Like I was like, oh, she's his editor. I would have oh. assumed she was like his agent or something. But anyway. I think
1: even like call yeah. that like she looks really young or something like that. But also like I feel like she probably like she's his editor, but I feel like with uh Shigure and given his work ethic um, He probably <laughs> likes to work at his own pace, which, totally, obviously, which is like, not
2: good for a publisher. Yeah, yeah,
1: which publishers hate. And so they're probably just like, we love Shigure. He's a great selling author. Like, he does good work. But, like, we, we just don't have the time or patience, like... We'll send our youngest eight, uh, oh, editor. No, like, yeah. Oh
2: no, she, she's <laughs> hazing. Like the, she's it's a the hazing ritual. It has to be. Like and that come makes on. a lot of sense. Actually, like ah, oh, well, who like, wants to go for Shiger Day? Oh no, skills, You lost. You yeah, have to do like,
1: it would probably explain like why she's so like high yes, anxiety but, yeah. too. Yeah. She's yeah, like please don't run away.
2: Like right. I need she, my job.
1: Yeah, but I mean, I could also imagine that.
0: He's kind. Of, every other editor has tried and failed, and she's yeah. just the, the fresh persistent. faced. Yeah, like just, she's the fresh faced. Um, she just went from being an intern and an assistant to being an editor, her. and he's her first <laughs> assignment. Oh. And they're just like, "You need to, you need to get him to work, or else we, you will be black ma- blacklisted in this entire industry." Oh and yeah, and she's probably like desperate. She's just like, "Can you please?" And then she somehow got him to meet a deadline. So then from the on out she's like been like his she he is like oh i like working with you and now she's stuck with him and she's just like please why i don't want to be stuck with him i thought this was a one-time thing and then it just evolved from there i just gave you a mini fanfic you're welcome
1: I um you. i hope we see her again because i think she, i think we will we she's a delight yeah. like her yeah, like i like feel like i I enjoy her being tortured by Shigure, but...
0: (laughs) Idea, idea, idea. So one day, he, he Shigure is, like, at the school at, like, some, like, parent-teacher conference. And she's just, like, I got to find <laughs> no. him. So she, like, literally sla- runs, like, rushes into the room oh. being, like, Shigure, we
3: need
2: them the deadline.
0: Oh. And then she meets Shiraki Sensei. Their eyes meet. <gasps> and suddenly it's, like, Oh, oh my God. That was not where I thought
2: that was going. It's oh, better. Oh, it's going there. And I'm just, like
0: there you go and that is the ship and that is how the beautiful love story between these two women happens and then he's like taking notes because he's like oh this is great material <laughs> oh yeah for uh, my
2: next manga I have to write
0: that
2: for novel
0: whatever like that is what's gonna happen and then there you go
1: and it sells a gazillion copies I'm buying probably this. would. yes
2: buy exactly we'd already it. buy it <laughs>
1: <laughs> but um but yeah so that
0: does it for this episode any last closing thoughts before we go
2: um you can go first april i'm i'm trying to formulate them okay i'll go Uh, so yeah (laughs) this is kind of i'm gonna summarize my feelings about shiree this episode i was really happy they finally did this because i feel like we've been talking about this for a long long time And it felt kind of weird to feel like we're going to we have more reason to hate Akto than to hate Shigure. But Shigure has been like wishy-washy enough that like this is a long time coming at this point. But like I don't like I'm super fine with Shigure being like a sketchy bad person. I'm just so happy that he's owning up to it now because like now we can really get into it. It's not us just like throwing things at the wall for no reason. Like he admitted it. It's legit canon. So I'm just like, it's a relief and I'm excited to say to see what other horrible things happen because like <laughs> drama's great and I mean Tony's got people to protect her. So I'm not initially worried about her yet, but like that could change. I don't know. I just like I, I appreciate that this show is, like, having Sugar Day own up to everything and be like, oh, yeah, no, like, I do suck, and I am using people, and that's all true about me. I might be the worst one of all of us. Like, thank you, because now, like, I don't have to feel bad at all, and I just can yeah. watch whatever's going to unfold unfold, so, I um, I'm just glad we finally got this, because, like, yeah, we've been feeling yeah. it for a while, and it's like, are we crazy? No, we're not crazy. is this- <laughs> he thinks the yeah. same thing about himself literally so there yeah, you go yeah. i will say yeah. i will say um
0: i one i was surprised to see like how the the actual material the source material was like no we're gonna be very clear about the oh, yeah. about him mm-hmm. i was like i was not expecting that conversation with haturi and i'm so glad it happened and just to kind of add on to that i do hate shigure more than Akito. I think oh, there oh. may be a redemption for Akito. I don't see a redemption for Shigure. But that's a conversation for another day. April, what are your closing thoughts?
1: <laughs> um, I agree with Michelle that I'm yeah, like I'm glad that like we're not doing the ambiguous like like yeah. Shigure is not an ambiguous character anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, I guess, like, throwing it back to, like, Star Versus, like, that was something that we struggled with with, like, one of the, like, main characters was that, like, she was just so ambiguous and we didn't know what was going on with her. And so, and that's something that we've been dealing, like, doing for the last nine episodes. And so, I, I like, I love and I pull the respect that the show is just saying, like, hey, like, like. This is not a, a necessarily a good character. Um, they uh, have openly admitted to being bad and that they are potentially a threat. And I really like, I respect that. And so even though like it sucks because like Shuge is now like essentially a bad guy in this show, um, cause he's obviously scheming and he's doing it for selfish reasons, but like, I, like, I, I agree. Like I'm excited to see like what drama yeah. unfolds because of this, because we, again, like once you step out of ambiguity, then you get to, like, get to, like, interesting things. And so Mm -hmm. now that we're not there and we have, like, very clear-cut, like, okay, Akito's very obviously a bad guy. Shugure's, like, a bad guy, but, like, with good, I guess, his personal good intentions, who knows. Um, But, like, now that we have this set out and laid out, we can get to, like, the really, really interesting things and, like, you know, and just see how it all unfolds from here. So I'm really, really glad that we did this. And I'm very excited, like to go forward. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Um, I'll leave a question for the audience to answer <laughs> and let me know what you think. Um, In the comments, let me know what is worse. <laughs> uh, someone who knows what someone who knows what is morally the, who has morals who knows what is good and what is bad and still choosing to do the bad thing or someone who doesn't have morals because they don't they genuinely don't know that they are bad who is worse the one who makes the choice or the one who doesn't think
2: who doesn't know that there's a choice I think Akito knows he's bad. I I don't know what he knows. I I think he's he's a prince. I think he knows everyone thinks thinks, he sucks and that makes him sad. I mean. Yeah,
0: I think he doesn't realize. I think he genuinely thinks that he just has a lot of power and that's just how life is and that's just how life is is supposed to be. And he doesn't realize that he is doing bad things. I think he just thinks that he can do whatever he wants because of the influence he has. But then Shigure is like, Oh, I know better. You aren't supposed to just do things because of the power you were born with. But I'm still going to do the bad things. So it's like, I'm just saying... I want the dog neutered. Okay, we're going to end. So you can find <laughs> out all the info on this podcast at OverlyAnimated.com. You can join us on Discord to text chat about animation at, ch- at OverlyAnimated.com slash Discord. You can support us via Patreon at Patreon.com slash OverlyAnimated. Thanks to all our current patrons, especially our patron of the podcast, Sarah, aka Saranet. And thanks, as always, to our Patreon executive producers, Ryan, Steve, Alex, Beatrice, Hugh, and Michael. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.